Hello, people. This is the Mad Scientist Supreme talking today about historic weapons and new technologies. Now, back in World War II, we invented the first stealth aircraft. Aircraft that couldn't be seen during the day. Now, it wasn't radar stealth. It was sight stealth. When you're on a Japanese submarine and you see a black dot in the sky, you know that's an aircraft. So then you dive and the aircraft comes in and there's nothing to hit anymore. Well, the Americans started putting spotlights on their aircraft, very bright lights underneath their aircraft. So as they were flying along, the total brightness of the aircraft was the same as the background sky. Now, as they got closer, then you could differentiate parts of the wing, parts of the fuselage from the bright light. But by then, it was too late to dive, and the aircraft could bomb the submarine, and, well, as one less submarine. But that invention came out right near the end of World War II. So we won because of the atomic bombs, so the lights were shelved and never used again. But soon after World War II, we ended up in the Korean War. And the Korean War, well, we didn't deal with submarines much. And then in Vietnam, well, the North Vietnamese didn't have submarines much. So the technology was never advanced. But when you're flying along and the enemy can't see where you are, well, it makes hard for the anti-aircraft guns to hit you. And it would have been still useful, and we could have developed it more and more as time went on. But we chose not to, so it got shelved. During World War II, we came up with um, guided firebombs. Now, they're normally called bat bombs, and I've talked about these before. You attach a little pyrotechnic thing to a bat, drop it behind enemy lines, it flies under the roof eaves of the enemy's houses and factories, the little firebomb goes off, starts a fire, the building goes up in flames, you don't kill people, but you destroy their ability to produce the war materials. Their factories, their houses go up in flames. So now the governments of these people are stuck feeding the people, housing the people, and the factories are gone. The materials, war materials are gone. So that was a useful device that we're still not using. In Ukraine, they're fighting the Russians. If they had geese or a little drone carrying a bunch of bats on it and flew that drone a couple of hundred miles into Russian territory and the bats were released, that area would be aflame. You could do roughly the same thing with migrating geese. Geese from that are going to migrate north, they're in southern 
Ukraine now. They're in the spring, they're going to migrate north and go through Russia. And if you attach to them a small uh, device that every once in a while they would drop uh, a firebomb, you could destroy the, the fields of Russia, the forests of Russia. We had the technology, we just didn't utilize it, and we continually don't utilize it. Guided missiles. We could put a trained bird near the tip of the missile and have it peck at the enemies it's been trained to peck at, like other aircraft or ships, and you could have it direct the missile to the very specific spot on that ship that you want it to hit. Now, during World War II, we could have dropped a bomb from high up, and it would have been guided down the smokestack of the ship and explode in the belly of the ship, causing maximum damage. When the Japanese bombed us at Pearl Harbor, one of the bombs just happened to go down the smokestack of one of our warships explode in the belly of the ship and the ship sank very quickly well we could do the same thing or could and even today we're talking million dollar guidance systems for the bombs we're using when a pigeon or a crow is incredibly cheap and cheap to train and we could have the crow guide the missile to its destination. We have the technology to use many of the developments that were developed during World War II that were cheap, were simple, and are still just not being utilized. We should utilize them, I think, in our current uh, military situation. And a military situation, if you can find the resources, you might want to think about preparing. Before Russia attacked Ukraine, they built up a lot of troops along the border. They had them there for weeks. And then they attacked. Now the Ukrainians valiantly defended their territory and the Russians have not gained much territory. Now the Russians are gearing up and putting troops on the Polish border and the Belarusian border with Poland. Now, why would they do this? Well, I believe the Belarusian attack is going to be their primary attack. They're going to go from Belarus into Poland to cut off the Polish supplies that are going down into Ukraine. If they can isolate Ukraine from resupply, they will be able to take Ukraine. It'll still be a long, bloody, hard-fought conflict. But without resupply, Ukraine will fall much, much faster. Now... How will the U.S. and the NATO respond to this limited attack 
into Poland. There's going to be many more soldiers uh, along the, Pol the Polish border. Will NATO attack up north from the Baltic states into Russia prime? If they do that, a much wider conflict, of course. If they start sending troops down to the southern Poland to free the area into Ukraine, well, then we're talking a larger conflict, but still localized to just southern Poland, which NATO, the Germans, the French, the English, don't want a general war. So how much troops and energy will they attack? And will it be just an attack into southern Poland, or will they make it a wider attack into the rest of the frontier between NATO and Russia? I think it'll be just localized. And as such, well, Poland will be getting the ass end of pretty much everything. So, Watch your news, prepare, stock up on food and supplies, because this, if it does ex escalate beyond just southern Poland, will end up being a, well, it could easily go into a nuclear situation. Prepare for that. I think it's unlikely we're going to go there. Most likely, they're going to take southern Poland. Not much will be done about it. And we'll go on from there. But thank you for listening. This is the Mad Scientist Supreme, signing out.